Welcome to Revive Family, Parenting in the 21st Century with researcher, author, lecturer, counselor, and coach, Jeff Schott. Jeff has written Influential Parenting, a comprehensive program designed to help parents become important influencers in guiding their kids to success. Jeff also wrote the book Going, Going, Gone, which is about kids departing the faith they were raised in. Learn more about the program and the book at revivefamily.com. The importance of downtime is where we'll spend our time today. Uh, And it really kind of comes under the umbrella of caring for yourself, does it not? Because we live such busy lives, so much going on, so many other things we wish we had time for. So prioritizing is a big deal. And oftentimes we prioritize more things than we actually have time to handle. And we can get frazzled because of that. In fact, you know, that's exactly what I see happening is that kids and parents today are so busy. Um, We can keep our kids busy with activities every day after school, which means, you know, we're coming home from work, dealing with activities, getting kids here and there. Then we're getting home and having dinner. And pretty soon, free time is gone. It vanishes into thin air. And what's so concerning about that is this whole phenomenon of burnout that uh, has been a growing issue, not just in this country, but globally. Um, And that's what's got me concerned, is that we as parents are so busy and we're constantly seeking to serve and help our kids, that are we taking the time for ourselves Mm -hmm. to avoid the really negative consequences of burnout? Is there a research definition of burnout? It probably varies with the focus that people have in their lives. Certainly a mom's burnout, a mom who's a working mom, but also coming home to care for a family would be a different kind of burnout than someone who's going to the office every day and is involved in, in a work environment. Or imagine being a working mom. <laughs> oh my oh, yes. goodness. Oh, or, yeah. or a single working mom or a single working dad. Um, it just, it, it, I presume being overwhelmed is part of the definition of burnout. Well, burnout actually is defined as a physical or mental collapse caused by overwork and stress. And that's the technical definition of burnout, mm-hmm. but it comes from the pace of life. And it's often seen just as being an adult phenomenon because we're balancing work and family life. And that can be a real challenge, but I'm finding it to be a bigger and bigger issue, I believe, with kids today. In fact, I was really? talking- Burnout with kids? Yeah. Um in fact, some of the kids that I've been coaching, I'm convinced it's not depression they're struggling with, but it's actually burnout that's occurring. And I haven't seen a lot of research on this. But just this week, I talked with a mom whose daughter is working 20 hours a week as a junior in high school. She's in soccer, so she's got practice and meets on the weekends, and she's traveling to these these meets, uh, you know, even into other states. Um, she's taking an online class and she's got a full load of classes at school. She is constantly going. And what's fascinating is she dropped her math class to take the online class. So she ended up with a free period at her high school. And all of a sudden she and her mom are getting pressure from the counselor to fill that free hour. 
What's interesting about this school, and I don't know how many schools are like this. It's not a free hour. She dropped a course and is picking up an online course. So, And the school knows this. One equals one here. I mean, but But they're still pressuring her to take another class because this school doesn't like free time, doesn't like free hours. In fact, they will not let kids with a free hour even go to the library to study. They have to leave campus. And which blows my mind, but what I'm seeing in our culture is this loss of the value of downtime, of personal time. And when I say downtime, I'm not talking just vegetating. I'm talking purposeful downtime. Right. Scheduled downtime. Scheduled downtime with a specific purpose. This isn't just Mm -hmm. sitting and vegetating and escaping in front of TV. This is intentionally doing things that fit our personality type, that revive our positivity, that refresh our soul, that reinvigorate internal energy, that bring a sense of well-being. Um, depending on your personality type, it can be a lot of different things, but it's so vital today because um, we're not we're not we're busy. We're too busy. Right. We're overprogrammed. There's something on our minds all the time. And we said yes too many times to too many <laughs> projects. That or, you know, just the way work is developing and so many people working at home, you can end up working 24 hours a day, seven days a week. There's always more to do. And so let me talk a little bit more about this thought about burnout. Burnout takes a form of literal physical exhaustion and cynicism. Um, and it's fascinating. We often see the signs of it in our home first. And the reason for that is we'll take whatever energy we've got left and we'll apply it to fixing the problem at work. But then we'll get home and be completely exhausted, maybe getting very negative, frustrated, cynical. And I know this because I experienced it. In fact, that was Mm -hmm. in the first three years of starting this organization when it was called Youth Transition Network. I was working with um, 65 national organizations to help kids transition from high school to college and doing all the research and on all these phone calls and traveling to meet with all these organizations. And there was always someone with a question or a problem trying to get everybody to agree to something. It was go, go, go. And then I would go home. And I was a great engaged dad. I would play Pretty Pretty Princess with my two daughters at that point in time. And I even adopted an alter ego called Darla. I guess still get requested to be Darla. (laughs) Drives me crazy. But, you know, I would end up wearing those earrings and that necklace and that crown with my my daughters. And, And yet I was giving and giving and giving, serving. In fact, burnout is most common in serving, helping professions and ministry professions. where there's a reason to always sacrifice and sacrifice more because you're helping someone. And so for me, all of a sudden, I wasn't engaged at home anymore. Um, I I was disengaging, not intentionally. I just had nothing left in the tank. And so I'd find myself just sitting, escaping into the television and not being that good dad that I had been. And I saw the impact on my my daughters. 
but I just couldn't deal with it. And then all of a sudden it did start spilling over into work where all of a sudden I didn't want to get on the calls with these national leaders anymore. I didn't want to talk to Josh McDowell. That was really weird. I loved my job. I didn't want to get on the plane and take the trip. And there was one trip, especially I just, I was literally frustrated with having to get up and go take that trip. So I called a national ministry leader who I knew who had mentioned he had burnt out. And I started, I told him what was going on. He said, get on a plane and fly up here. I'm like, gee, I just don't want to fly. And now you're telling me to he get on He wants to plane. be your counselor. Right. And, and I get up there and he tells me this story that he was this highly engaged dad doing all these things, but he was a number two in a national ministry and had all these demands across the country and traveling constantly, give, 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 giving it home, giving it work. And then all of a sudden, he started to get frustrated. He started to get edgy. He started to not want to get on the planes as well. And he remembered one specific Mm -hmm. trip. He came back one night, and he was supposed to fly out again the next morning. And inside, he didn't want to go, and he knew he literally should not go. But it was a major donor event. He had to go. So he got on the plane, went, and that evening, in the middle of that, he had a mental collapse, a literal breakdown. He had to be escorted from the meeting room, the the reception, and escorted to the airport and escorted home. And once he got home, he sat in a, a recliner for a year. His maximum energy level was to go get his mail every day, and that expended all his energy reserves just to walk to his mailbox and back. And after that, he entered an intensive counseling program and discovered that he hadn't been doing anything for himself. See, we're supposed to sacrifice. We're supposed to serve. We're supposed to give. And we can give to our families and we can give at our work, but we're not taking that valuable personal time. And that's how important this issue is because he literally was unable to work. It's an amazing story. Over a year. So what did I do? He comes, I get back and I'm like, I went and talked to a psychologist friend of mine and he looked at me and goes, Jeff, you know, what do you do for yourself? I go, nothing. And he goes, well, what re-energizes you? What do you like to do? What are your hobbies? What are your interests? What refreshes you? What refreshes you? Yeah. And I honestly couldn't even answer the question. I'd so lost myself in ministry and in serving my family. I could not answer the question. It took us a few weeks to figure some things out. And so if you're sitting there right now, like I was at that point in time, um, let me share some of these things worth you. Um, this has to be intentionally scheduled downtime. It has to be purposeful downtime. It's not just checking out on television because that didn't recharge my batteries and it doesn't recharge most mm-hmm. people's. It's things like working out, reading a book, hanging, if you're an extrovert, hanging out with friends with no purpose or agenda, um, fishing, going to the spa, hiking, sitting by a stream, fishing. What are the things that refresh your soul, that cause you to increase your sense of internal well-being and that internal mental energy? We're not talking physical energy here. We're talking that mental, psychological Mm. sense of well-being and energy that can just completely, apparently, burn out in us. And this is a gift you need to give yourself. Let's expand on that in moments. You're listening to Revive Family Parenting in the 21st Century with Jeff Schott. More in a moment. 
If you're intrigued by the content in this radio program, I want to encourage you to visit revivefamily.com and sign up for our free webinar. If you desire to have the type of influence in your kids' lives that will have them asking you for advice, please explore our research and the key concepts behind influential parenting. It's available now online. You can sign up for free today and begin watching by going to revivefamily.com forward slash webinar. That's revivefamily.com forward slash webinar. Going, going, gone is a reference to someone departing the faith. Now you see them, now you don't. Going, Going, Gone is a book by researcher, counselor, and parenting coach Jeff Schott that explores the reasons more than 2,000 kids told him their faith was waning. You may not be aware that 70% of the kids raised in the church leave the faith. If you have an 8-year-old, a middle schooler, or a teen, this book is a must-read. Buy the book Going, Going, Gone at revivefamily.com slash radio. That's revivefamily.com slash radio. Welcome back to Revive Family, Parenting in the 21st Century with Jeff Schott. We're talking about the importance of downtime, that gift you give yourself that's so critically important to you being refreshed and sharp. I think back to a very wise general manager that I worked for when I was in the radio business. And from time to time, he would say, now, be sure you've got your priorities all straight here because it's looking to me like you're a little messed up. Put God first in your life. Then it's you. Then it's the focus on your family. And fourth is your job at this radio station. And I've got to admit, a lot of times in my life, I had it upside down. Um, God was important in my life, but he wasn't first. My job was first. I was going to be the very best at what I was doing, and nobody could be better than I was. And my family got some attention, but the job was everything. And I think you've described in the earlier part of the program that there are times when people give plenty to their family. They give plenty to their job. They give plenty to a few extracurricular activities, but not very many. And eventually they feel overwhelmed and shortchanged, and they have a breakdown. That's I mean, a potential it, it, re- it, response to this being not allowing yourself downtime. Yeah, I mean, God says love others as you love yourself, not instead of yourself, okay? And far too often for me in ministry— it's I'm serving and loving others, and I'm doing little to nothing to care for myself. And that's where we get in the danger of encountering this burnout, where we get really frustrated, we get cynical, we get negative. We are exhausted all the time. It can seem like depression, but it's not necessarily depression. Sometimes they do go hand in hand. And so when we find ourselves in that position, it destroys our family. Because we're frustrated, we're cynical, we're negative, uh, we're exhausted all the time, which makes patience and joy and fun difficult to impossible. And I fear that what I see going on in so many families um, where you walk in and you find a fairly negative culture where the parents are somewhat negative with the kids, the kids are negative about the parents, the siblings are negative with each other is that someone in that family 
has reached this point of being on the verge of complete breakdown, but they're in a state of burnout where they're exhausted, they're cynical, and they just don't have the energy to be the parent they want to be because they've been serving their kids. They've been doing the job. They've been pursuing the American dream. And they've gotten lost in the process, much like I was. And the tank is empty at that point. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, when I when my tank was empty, it was just gone. I would come home and just unplug completely. And the next day, barely be able to drag myself out of bed and get to work the next day. And this was after I had encountered clinical depression, so I knew it wasn't depression I was dealing with. It was something completely different. And I was just mentally exhausted. Mm-hmm. Well, you got some counseling from someone who'd been through this, but what steps did you follow? How did you get back on track? You know, first was coming to the realization that caring for myself and spending time on myself wasn't selfish. It was actually a mandate from God, love others as yourself. And so that was the first conclusion I had to come to that I didn't need to be this superhuman dad all the time and this superhuman ministry person all the time, that it was okay for me to take time for myself and to put it in the schedule. Then I had to figure out what was it that re-energized me because I had so lost myself, I didn't know anymore, Hmm. you know, and I had to realize, you know, it was being out in nature. It was, uh, it was fishing. It was it was hiking. It was, you know, exercise is, is a big one for me. Um, and beginning to make the time for that, it was really hard because my schedule. You'd given up all those things that had given you pleasure and refreshment. Oh, yeah. For your life before. Exactly. Yeah. They, they had gone and I'd even forgotten what they were that would refresh me. It was crazy. And, and so, you know, then building those back into my schedule, I found to be excruciatingly difficult. Um, you know, I'm going to leave work today at, at 4.30 and go work out. Do you feel guilty? Um, I felt like I wasn't doing my job. I felt <laughs> like um, I was spending, you know, that this, that this was selfish. But it wasn't. Because when I started to take that time, I started to work out three or four times a week. I started to take a fishing trip here and there just by myself, not with my kids. Um, with one other guy, Jim McCoyak, you know, all of a sudden my energy returned and my sense of well-being and my cynicism, all of that started to melt away. And all of a sudden I could play pretty, pretty princess with my girls again, you know, instead of sit there completely checked out watching TV every night. I'm curious, how long did it take to come back? How long did it take you it to was a while you turn and come back and uh, put it in perspective again for me to really feel whole and healthy again it was probably two years because i kept working it's not like what happened with that other ministry leader who spent a year in the in his lounge chair i didn't have that year so to rebuild my reserves took time um and and of course you know you get going you get sick you get out of the workout routine and you get behind at work and then you oh you don't go do that thing on saturday you had planned to do and then you find your reserve you know heading towards deficit again so Mm -hmm. this self-care thought this intentional purposeful downtime is so vital for us as parents because as parents 
if we're on the edge of burnout, we're exhausted all the time. We just can't be there for our kids the way we want to be. We can't have the patience that we want to have. And then we get down on ourselves because we're not being patient and we're exhausted and we're not doing what we know we should do. And then we start riding ourselves for that and we push ourselves to even try and do more. That's exactly the wrong solution for this problem. Because mm-hmm. that's how you end up where that ministry leader did with a complete and total breakdown. Mm-hmm. Something stunning for me about this topic is you saying that uh, some really, really busy kids can be on the verge of burnout, too. I just can't imagine a kid, but the young woman you described is working 20 hours a week. Right. That's a lot of work for someone who's a student, a high school-age student. Right, and then soccer, and then an online class that you're doing on your own time, and your high mm-hmm. school load. Um and then trying to keep your parents happy. Yeah, is, that, <laughs> is that somewhat emulating mom and dad? Because mom and dad are that busy too? Um, in that house, actually, that would be an accurate statement. Um, one of the the father does an incredible amount of volunteering with with Young Life and, and another organization and his church. So he is out almost every night beyond his work. And mom does a lot of that as well. And um, they all right now, in my opinion, are on the verge of burnout. Part of the reason I'm doing this radio program, I'm going to be sending them this podcast. Okay. So this young woman was just emulating mom and dad. Right. They were setting these examples. This is the way you live your life. Right. Exactly. That's why teaching our Mm. kids about downtime, purposeful downtime, and helping them understand what recharges their batteries so that they can be positive and healthy and energized in the family and want to spend time with the family. And same for the parents is so important. If we're all on, running too hard, if we're all on the verge of burnout, that is not going to be a happy, cohesive, patient, kind, loving family. Mm-hmm. It's going to get pretty cynical. Well, I would think that uh, a person on the verge of burnout who, or who has experienced it, if they decide they're going to turn it around, this gift to themselves of special time, whether it's relaxation or quiet time or a learning experience or exercise, they can write it down on their planner and see it as that gift to themselves, and they can look forward to that. It's not something anticipating. And I think we can feel selfish when we think of it as a gift to ourselves, but you can also think of it as being obedient to God, love yourself as others, but also as a gift to your family. If you're not energized and you don't have energy and positivity and joy to bring into your family, um, really, are you accomplishing what you want to? So it's not just a gift to yourself. It's not just obedience to God, but it's actually that time to yourself is actually a gift to your family. Mm -hmm. And I think a person would realize that once they are feeling the benefit personally, Right. That they've got, I, I now have more I can give to the people I love and the people I care about. Right. So maybe the first thing on our schedule, yes, God's first, right? And then, you know, ourselves and then our family and then our work. Maybe the first thing that should be going on our calendars is this time for ourselves. Purposeful in ways that recharge mm-hmm. our battery, that increase our sense of mm-hmm. well-being, that give us that mental energy that apparently it's far easier to lose than I would have ever dreamed mm-hmm. until I encountered it myself. I like you saying it on purpose. Right. 
It's got to be purposeful. It can't just be I'm going to sit down and watch TV uh, or I'm going to watch a video game. Those things aren't proving to recharge batteries. Let me ask you this question about making that decision to give yourself more time to avoid the burnout, to take the downtime. Is this part of a family discussion? Say, dad feels that he's got to make some changes here. Oh, I think explaining it to your kids is vital because maybe they need to put down the phone and stop watching the YouTube and find ways to recharge their batteries. What if that is the source of your kid's motivation problem? That they're actually exhausted all the time and they don't have the mental energy to put into homework. So yeah, I think this should be a family discussion. And this is what I'm going to be doing. Let's help you figure out what recharges your batteries. And and maybe there are actually some things we can do together as a family that recharges all our batteries, where we're not serving each other or taking care of each other, but where we're doing something fun and joyful that recharges our batteries together. So that is possible. But it's, it should not be the only thing. There still needs to be that individual downtime. Right. But it sounds like this is a critically important of reviving family. Oh, yeah. Strengthening relationships. If you want to have a joyful, peaceful, cooperative, energized, fun, laughing family, then we've all got to have energy, fuel in our emotional tanks. It's the critical importance of downtime. That's it for this edition of Revive Family, Parenting in the 21st Century with Jeff Schott. We'll return soon with another program designed to help you become a wiser, more effective, more influential parent. Jeff's website is revivefamily.com. Parenting in the 21st Century is produced in association with Faith Radio. Jeff Schott is a pastoral counselor and coach. He is not a licensed healthcare professional. What you've heard is not a substitute for seeking professional medical or psychological support.